When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. It is always game day in Cleveland. I'm going to go fix my dryer, and Daryl is going to tell you this important message. (laughs) Yes, I am. And by the way, no one can hear said dryer other than Andy Baskin, which makes that absolutely Hilarious, by the way. Uh, quick reminder that uh, mobile sports betting has been legal here in the state of Ohio since January. BetQL is here to help you make the most informed bets possible. Get all of today's winners by heading to BetQL.com or simply by downloading the BetQL app where you can claim a free three-day trial today. Head to BetQL.com slash news slash 92.3 The Fan for exclusive sportsbook offers. And thank you, Andy Baskin, for turning off a dryer that none of us could hear. Oh, it was nasty screech though. It was driving me crazy. It's I got a belt issue. So my, I have two belt issues. One is on my dryer. The other one is around my pants. So uh, the other one, I can't get it. See, now I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to go there. It's the holiday season. I was going to be nice. Me and I mean, Santa, man, just eating too much. And that's why I'm like, oh. I, I, I mean, the other day, Ken Carmen's on the morning show and he's talking about caskets and I left the double white casket joke there. I left it alone. Cause I'm like, it's the holidays. Let's not make fat jokes. Let's be nice to Ken. Like, you know, I'm. You, you, I secretly think Ken has lost a lot of weight in the last year. I don't know if you've noticed that or not. I have not. And I saw him on Tuesday and no, I've not noticed that. <laughs> Why? Because there was a burrito in his mouth. What are you talking about? No, he was in the locker room doing uh, his radio network stuff. All right. So Daryl, do this. Hang on a second. Explain to me this whole up and down, uh, you know, 53, 55 man roster. And if they needed to, if somebody got hurt and they went on the IR, then they could have to, they could sign someone to the 53 and elevate two off the practice squad, right? Well, they're allowed two practice squad elevations and they've been using this basically all season long. I mean, that's why people were going, the national people were going nuts about Joe Flacco because he was on the practice squad, but he was being elevated to start games. And you're allowed when you're on the practice squad, you're allowed to be elevated th- up to three times to, to play on uh, game days. And then after that, you revert back to the practice squad. But that's where you stay unless the unless the team signs you to the active 53. So what happened? DTR went on IR that opened up a ra- roster spot. That meant PJ Walker was signed from the practice squad back to the active 53. So he is now your number two quarterback behind uh, Joe Flacco. Um, and, and again, the Browns have been, you know, using their practice squad elevations outside of, you know, Joe Flacco recently to just, you know, bring up guys from the practice squad for depth and you get two elevations. Well, this week, those elevations are going to have to be your two specialists. It's going to have to be Matt Hack as well as, uh, your, uh, uh, your new kicker, um, Riley Patterson. So instead of, Ooh, by adding, the way, uh, go ahead. I, I have a, I have a Riley Patterson. Instead of adding some insurance at 
offensive line or the linebackers or safeties or whatever, now you have to basically burn both your practice squad elevations on kickers because you don't want to IR your, your two current kickers, okay, because you want to have them possibly be available against Cincinnati or in week one of the uh, you know wild card weekend there. Um, so you don't want to IR either of those guys. It's a you know quad injury and a hamstring injury. Those things can get better over a week or two. Uh, and also the good news is where Hopkins is concerned, that's his plant leg. It's not his kicking leg, number one. And whereas with Bajorquez, he's a left-footed punter, and the quad is on his you know the, the injury is to his uh, his kicking leg. And so um, that makes things a little more complicated. I guess is the point that I'm trying to make when you're talking about trying to insulate your roster a little bit by using those two practice squad elevations, the fact that you've got to burn both of them to elevate specialists. Yeah. I was going back and I was thinking about um, Patterson for a second, his Minnesota ties too, but I don't think it really connected with Kevin Stefanski at all. Yeah, no, Kevin the, was already here before that happened. So yeah, no, it, it hack is the one that's really, you know, really tied because he kicked for Bubba Ventrone last year. Uh, in, the, in Indianapolis. It reminds me of when Eric Mangini became the Browns head coach and he signed every New York jet that was available. And most of the guys were like in their forties. I'm being a little facetious there. We but... did get, we did kind of get competitive though. We weren't competitive before that. Were we? Yeah. No, At least, really. I mean, we weren't great, but we were competitive. Well, and you, you were, you uh, knew that was going to happen when Mangini came in. That wasn't like a big surprise. Yeah, they went from the least disciplined defense to the most disciplined. Like that, they, they led the NFL in penalties the the last year of Ro Romeo Cornell, and then um, they ended up uh, having the least <clears throat> amount of penalties in the second year of uh, Eric Mangini's time. Uh, Mangini uh, had Rob Ryan for one year as his defensive coordinator. Uh, and then um, the, or I'm sorry, he, he had Rob Ryan both years uh, as his defensive coordinator, Mel Tucker. Uh, remember him? Yeah. Uh, he was the Browns defensive coordinator in 2008. He replaced Todd Grantham. Uh, and I'm totally cheating here and looking this up on my Browns bleep sheet because I have uh, a spreadsheet of not just all the quarterbacks that have come through Cleveland, but I've got all the coaches, the GMs, and the coordinators that have come through Cleveland over the years as well tracked. All right. Um, there was a moment of, of like, what? Yesterday uh, when my uh, when our son and my wife both said, Amari Cooper didn't practice. What? I go, I'm sure they just gave him the day off. They gave a lot of guys uh, the yeah. day off on Tuesday. Um, in, in fact, like the – uh, I'll go. Here we go. Ready? <laughs> well, let's be on. Hang on. Before you even get it, get to it. And I okay. see you hanging. And you. I was going to just read the injury report. Well, There's 21 before... names on it, Baskin. 21. Okay. But if you're listening, it's just a matter of keeping those guys' bodies in normal yeah. rhythm because they would have had Tuesday off anyway. So go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So your did not practices were Bohorquez, Hopkins. That's the quad and hamstring for those guys. Obo Okoronkwo with the pectoral muscle. Apparently he's going to try and play with this thing. Uh, Anthony Walker had knee surgery last week, so no surprise there. Then we get into my favorite where they do the player, and then they do rest, and then they put an injury next to it. So you had two players not practice due to rest, and that was Amari Cooper, who I guess also has a minor heel injury that he's dealing with, and Miles Garrett 
also got the day off, you know, and he's still you, dealing with the shoulder. You saw the heel injury on the touchdown, the first touchdown. Yeah. Go back and watch it. He took two or three steps into the end zone, yeah. and then something didn't look right all of a sudden. Go ahead. Next, sir. Yeah. And then, um, so then, it, here's the folks that were limited, and the list is long. Uh, Joel Batonio with a back and knee. Uh, Jerron Christian, shoulder. Martin Emerson Jr., ankle. Marquise Goodwin, knee. Kareem Hunt, groin. Jordan Kanasha, calf. David Njoku, rest and a knee injury. Uh, Ethan Posick, stinger. Wyatt Teller, ankle injury. And safety, Juan Thornhill. Some good news there. He's back. Back on the practice field. Missed the previous three games uh, due to that calf injury. So good news to see that uh, Juan Thornhill returned to practice, albeit limited, on Tuesday. So did, I, I missed the part about double O. What did you say about double O in the front? Uh, he's apparently going to – he got a second opinion, apparently, and uh, they found a doctor to tell him what he wanted to hear, and that is that he's, he might try and come back and play. Oh, I'll take it. Won't you? I hope I, I hope it doesn't have any you know long term effect on him, um, and that he's able to you know be effective with it. Uh, Jim Schwartz a few weeks ago marveled at the fact that <clears throat> he basically finished that game with one arm, and he was just in such pain and agony uh, while you know trying to tough it out and, and play through that injury. So uh, I don't anticipate seeing him against the Jets. Uh, I honestly I wouldn't even try and play him against the Bengals. Just give him another two weeks to just rest and relax, and then hopefully that pectoral is, uh, I guess, a little better to where, you know, he can help you in uh, in the playoffs. But, uh, you know, Anthony Walker, <clears throat> that was a, a, a scope, a microscopic procedure. So hopefully he's able to come back. Juan Thornhill coming back. So I don't know, may, you know, considering all these injuries they've had, Andy, maybe the Calvary's coming back for the playoffs. <laughs> they'll they'll get a couple of familiar faces on, on, on the field. So we'll, we'll see. All right. Um, let's talk. We got about 60 seconds here. Let's talk about the whiteout for a second. Then we'll get into the playoff stuff in the last segment. So the Browns want fans. Again, you, you alluded to this a little bit earlier in the show. The Browns want fans to wear white to the game on Thursday night. Should be a playoff atmosphere. Should be super exciting. Because how often do you get a chance to be at home when your team has a chance to I guess, do you pop champagne when you win the wild card spot? I don't know if that happens or not, but I don't tend to see it in football very often. Anyway, they will shoot off fireworks if they clinch. They will shoot off fireworks. I, I guarantee you, if the Browns clinch Thursday night, uh, they will shoot fireworks off at First Energy Stadium. They do just, that on every win, it, too, by the way, but that's okay. It's, just letting people know. Oh, that, was the, that was the joke. Daryl, I don't know that everyone knows that, though. In that fact, I, I just don't know. I need to explain to people. When you work with Dr. Red Pen from 10 to 2 every day. <laughs> Did you just call Jeff Dr. Red Pen? He is Dr. Red Pen. You cannot make a mistake. You cannot make a mistake. Oh, I, you know, I need to write this down so that the next time he's in, I can yes. call him Dr. Red Pen. He is Dr. Red Pen. <laughs> Oh, All right. Speaking of pens, get yours out because when we come back, we're going to talk playoffs, playoff scenarios, and how easy it is, we hope, with a win. It's always game day in Cleveland.